guys, guys, did you see what I ended up doing with my gun? Well, I guess you didn't see it yet, but it was about to happen, and I promise it's going to be really cool. And oh my goodness, and can you believe it? We got to see the memory of my dad, that's so cool. Oh man, I hope we can do something like that again soon. I can't wait to use this gun. I mean, like, I don't want to have to use it, but it'd be really cool to try it out, you know? Well, either way, I hope you enjoyed listening to the last episode, and I hope you enjoyed listening to this one. So, last time, we ended off with Holland and Gibbs being in the forge, and Vayu being asleep in the middle of the forest. Um, just so our listeners know, the players have all reached level 3, and as doing so, have become into their own as heroes, or at least have earned some new abilities. So, we're gonna start off with Vayu. Um, Vayu, I need you to roll me a constitution check. Okay. Mm-mm. They did. Poison Ivy. Imagine. <laughs> just straight up constitution. Yeah, no proficiency, no saving throw, just a straight up constitution check. Wah, 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 wah. Eleven. Okay, you keep sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so... <laughs> that was... That seems about correct. <laughs> so Holland and Gibbs... You both are in the forge right now, the heart and hearth. Um, It has been a little bit since Gibbs, you showed up in Holland, you went into your prayer time with Forge. But uh, in this room, there's still Malachi, who is asleep on a pillow. There's still that bowl filled with that flame that gives off no heat and doesn't seem to actually hurt when you touch it. What have you been up to, Gibbs, while Holland's sort of been kneeling and praying? Mm, well, Gibbs was working on the gun and the grenades, but this is Yes, me. Gibbs has grenades now, just so you know. Gibbs has grenades! This is a homebrewed thing by me. We're all and so die. Gibbs has a little test grenade, like a little baby one that they had to help, you know, develop the main thing. And they got bored after completing it because they're super smart and finished it really fast, right? Of course. And so they're just kind of like tossing it back and forth in their hands like, hmm, <laughs> interesting. I wonder how long I could keep doing this sort of thing. Roll me a dexterity check. I did this to myself. Yes, you yeah, did. Yeah, you did. Because <laughs> it could be funny. Where did I, where did I put my Or it could be disaster. Here it is. is it just a dex check or like a dex save? Just a check, not a save. Okay. A Twelve. Uh, what's your intelligence modifier right now? What are you gonna do, Russ? My intelligence modifier is uh three. Plus three, in case that wasn't clear. So <laughs> you did not meet your own DC. Wait. No, I did it. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, so. you played yourself. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Remember, it's a little baby grenade. I, I specified yes, that yes. because I knew I would have to do this. So you begin tossing this little baby grenade back and forth. And then when you throw it one time, you sort of... It doesn't really go the direction you planned it to go to. And it hits your finger. And are there pins in these grenades? Or are they just like button press grenades? Like how do they um, work? I don't know how do grenades work. But you normally have like a little... Tattoo yes. thing you pull out, yes. right? Then the pin. I don't know. If, yeah, the pin. <laughs> I don't know of any other grenades that don't have a pin. It gets stuck on Gibbs' little finger. <laughs> yep, the pin catches on your finger, and the grenade flies out. I'm going to give you an option. 
you can either hit the grenade towards Holland, or you can let it hit Malachi in its current path. Oh, it's gonna hit Malachi, please. Why okay. wouldn't you throw it to me? <laughs> okay, so... Following the arc, you watch as this grenade just goes flying from your hands, and following the arc that it's currently in, it lands right next to Malachi, where he is laying down. Um, And he is asleep, so he's definitely not going to get to make a saving throw or anything for this. Can Gibbs Uh, try to, like, kick it out the door? (laughs) I gave you a choice earlier. I know. I know. Um, But imagine playing soccer with a grenade. Sales. <laughs> Talk about extreme sports. Ta da! We're gay. We don't do sports. You're right. True. And this little grenade just sort of right next to Malachi. You can see that he gets woken by it. Like he's suddenly sitting up very startled, like a scared deer. And there's like a little bit of bruising from the force on his arm, but he seems otherwise fine. And he looks at you and just says, I'm, I'm awake, I, I promise, I'm awake. Sorry. Gibbs, what was that? Um, not a grenade. Ghibli. What, yes. what are you making? Not grenades. Why are you making grenades? I'm not making grenades. Were you listening to me? Ghibli, you're a terrible liar. And it just no, exploded. I'm not. Ghibli. Holland. Yeah, just uh, mm-hmm. be more yeah. careful. Okay. Malachi, are you okay? <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm okay, but I, I'm a little terrified of this child. You know what? I could probably make my own fireworks, too. Okay, not right now. Maybe later. Okay. Under supervision. <laughs> Malachi... How are you feeling? Malachi fully, like, sits up and begins to sort of take stock of himself and looking down at where this gold has spread to. It has spread down to his upper chest, past where his pecs would be if he had muscles, but he's pretty skinny. And he looks over himself and says, I'm better than I thought I'd be after everything from yesterday. The whole situation and this fear and everything and this. And he sort of just points and gestures towards all the gold that is spread across his body. Is there anything you can tell us now that we're safe, I guess? We really need to figure out what's going on. I might need some time to think about it, but I... I gotta be able to tell you something. I'm told you my name. I, I told you where I'm from. Um, you've mentioned this gouging before, but as for what I can tell you, I'm not exactly sure. I, I can try different things, see what I can mention, what I can't. And he pauses and focuses and looks at you and... He doesn't say anything. And then he continues to pause. And then in an instant, a word or phrase slips out of his mouth. And he says, a flesh morph. That, that's what we called that creature. A flesh morph. I don't like that word. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Ghibli. Well, do you have a better name for it? Hmm... Uh, I'll work on it. Not important right now. <laughs> Gibbs, it's not important right now. Let's see. Whatever. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't really know what to do in this scenario. I, my instinct is to take you to Captain Akira, but I don't think that would be necessarily wise given the circumstances of your arrival and your predicament. Well, I, I'd, I'd like to go back to Hashar. It's my home. I don't think you want to go back to Hashar. Why? Hashar is not a nice place at this moment. Plus, it's not your home because you're kind of in the future. What do you mean I'm in the future? Do you know what the word future means? 
because that's where you are. He gives you this annoyed and simultaneously disappointed look. Like the one that I, Russ, just gave you. (laughs) And says, of course I know what the future is, kiddo. But how am I in the future? Malachi, Mm -hmm. the city of Nares was lost 53 years ago. No, that, that... What do you mean... What do you mean lost we we were in a war yeah but in the middle of the war it fell into a giant hole in the universe to put it bluntly i there's no other way i can tell you this and you need to catch up honestly so nares is gone in a hole in the ground um not just the ground like time and space honestly i don't have a home anymore that's correct ashar is still there just not a piece of it so then I, I should go back to Ashar then. There might still be people who need us. Me. Mm. I mean. It's tricky. It's very tricky. What about clone creature? Gibbs. <laughs> really? Instead of flesh morph, what about clone creature? Fine, we'll call it the clone creature. Better. Okay. Where, where is Vayu? Need- and with the statement, where is Vayu? <laughs> we will have more to Vayu. <laughs> hey, Vayu, could you roll hey, me another scary. constitution check? You know, I can. That's a 19. That's a 19. Okay. So. <laughs> See, here's the thing. I, as Russ, am trying to make the decision of whether that's good or bad. That's completely fair, because I was, I, I, I agree with what you, I was thinking the same thing. Because I'm pretty sure a good constitution check <laughs> means that you're Which, fine like, sleeping in the forest. I agree with that. Well, okay. What was your thought process for a last roll? That's what the thought process was. I went through that and I was like, well, it's a 12. No, it's so, a, it was an 11. But it was an 11. Mm, either way. I have a plus zero, so I'm just taking straight rolls. You know what? I will give it to you this time, because I wasn't really considering that for the first roll, but I will give it to you this time. You wake up in the middle of <laughs> the morning, forest. Sunshine. Uh The sun is about to come up, you would guess, because Ghibli oh. woke up mad early in the morning. Um, you are still in this clearing, which is covered with burn marks and zap marks, and there's an area where it looks like fire got a little too far, but then you calmed it down. There's just a lot going on in this area. Um, and you wake up just like from laying against a tree. As one does. As one does. See, okay. I don't know. <sighs> no, okay. Sorry, I had I had to have a WWVD moment. What would Vayu um, do? Yep. I'm so glad. Uh, and Vayu thinks that it's gonna be fine. So Vayu's like, whatever, I'm just gonna stop by the Heart and Hearth real quick. Or it's not, is it the Heart and Hearth? the Forge, right? No, Heart and Hearth. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Vayu's like, I'm just gonna stop by there real quick. I'll tell them what's up. And then I can just go, I can go to court or wherever I'm going. Like it's it's fine. I can I can do both of those things definitely. Totally reasonable. Totally not unrealistic. <laughs> so Vayu's gonna go to the forge because they want to fill everyone in. Okay, so you start quickly your way to the forge <laughs> quickly. Spe- start Speed walking over there. <laughs> I'm gonna say- start jumping. Would you say you are dashing? You know, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so while you are making your way down to the forge, we are going to cut back to our favorite duo for now. Are we? For for now. Probably not. (laughs) Um, Holland and Gibbs, you can continue your conversation, leaving off with Holland saying, Where's Vayu? I'm sure they're fine, but oh, 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 okay. 
Well, we just called it a copycat. Yeah? I think that's better. <laughs> Gibbs, you call it whatever you want to call it. I'll just go along with it. I'm, co- I'm going to call it the copycat now. Okay. Okay, Gibbs. What do you think, Malachi? Do you think copycat's a better word? I gave Malachi the look. Just like, please, help me. Well, uh, it wouldn't be the copycat. There's a lot of them. Not just one. Do you think, do they have, like, babies? Would they be called copy kittens? Not exactly. What would they be called then? I know. Gibbs, Gibbs, we need to get back on track here. I, I appreciate your enthusiasm, but another time, please. Malachi liked it. He did. <laughs> he did. Um, Malachi, what do you remember before you arrived here? I remember escaping. Escaping remember... what? Just the battle in general? I remember escaping. And he pauses and begins to sort of mull over his words, trying to figure out the right words to say. And he begins to speak and says, I was escaping the place where I was being kept. You were being kept. Yes. So like a prison? I smack Gibbs on the shoulder. Oh, ow! Does Gibbs know about that question? Did you tell them about that? I did not tell anyone. I didn't, because it was in Celestial, and I didn't share anyone with anyone. I just want to double check that. I smack Um, Sam on the shoulder. You don't know that. (laughs) Context clues, Kyle. Context clues. Rude! (laughs) And in response to you asking if it's a prison, Malachi... Oxyun says, I guess you could call it that. Why were you there? He continues to pause, sort of searching for these words as his bracelets are glowing gold. And eventually that glow dies down and he continues and says, I wasn't supposed to be there, so I was being kept there. I was somewhere I didn't belong. Oh, like trespassing. Yes, that, that's a good phrase for it, then. Why would you trespass inside a prison? <gasps> Were you trying to break somebody out? It wasn't the place I was being kept I was trespassing in. It was the place that that I was being kept was in. Nairs? No. Kashar? No. This planet? <laughs> he really is an alien. I'm not an alien. I'm from Hashar. I've told you this. You know this. But you You're could just being... be lying. Which I'm trying to help. I'm trying to figure this out. I'm, I'm sorry. It's like next step progression. So you were in a prison inside the place you're trespassing. Where's the? Where's that creature from? The creature isn't from. The... Hashar. Copycat. Yes, the copycat Gibbs. The copycat. Where is the copycat from? Is that from the prison? It's from the prison. Yeah, that that's at least where I know there are. The prison wasn't in Hashar, was it? No. Was it in theirs? No. <laughs> okay. All he knows what's just... happening. I just want everyone to know that Kyle and Ollie are currently, like, mouthing things to each other silently. It's hilarious, because one, I don't understand what they're saying, and two, you guys obviously don't know what they're saying, but I wanted it to be out there. Russ is gonna roll some dice to see what's happening outside of this game, outside of what you are all doing. Give me a moment. And then Vayu burst through the door. <laughs> I'm just waiting for B to come downstairs and be like, um, what's going on? Um, so... Speaking of B coming home, you begin to hear a key turning in the lock to the forge where you have been hiding out. I'm just going to stand there and be like, you know what, this is going to happen. Gibbs picks up another, like, toy grenade. Gibbs put it down. 
Gibbs slowly puts it down. It's the only other person who has a key to this place besides me is B. It's obvious. Who's um, and the door swings open. And looking very groggy and sleepy and just tired in general, walks in B, who is wearing a pair of glasses that you've never seen before, Holland. They have very dark, dark frame, like dark glass on them. It's it's kind of like the stuff that you would use when you're doing stuff in the forge, except normally when you wear that, it's in some sort of headgear. This is just like plain glasses with very dark frames. Bees just like went to New York Fashion Week, <laughs> <laughs> came back with new sunglasses. No, Bees went over. <laughs> and she walks in and looks around and moves her glasses up slightly and says, Holland. What is going on here? Well, B, I'm trying to figure that out. I'm Hold sorry. Hold please, qu- quiet. Lower the volume a bit. You're being a little too loud. I'm sorry, B. I kind of want to see if Gibbs drops another grenade. No, you can Gibbs roll a d20. Down. I will nah, not Gibbs... stop you. <laughs> nah, Gibbs put it down. It's fine. Okay, alright. <laughs> Hold, B. what? B. I think we might be in a little bit of trouble here. Nothing big. I don't want you to worry, but I just... I don't know what to do in this situation. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and close this door and pretend that I never saw you with a kid and a weird golden man inside of my forge. And I... I'm going to go back to bed and close the shop for the day and sleep. And when I wake up tomorrow, I don't want to see you here. I definitely don't want to see Gibbs. And I don't want to see this golden man. <laughs> That's fair, B. Good night. All right. Good morning. Don't start with me, kiddo. <laughs> And B just closes the door very gently and leaves. I like the shades. <laughs> so, Vayu, you approach the heart and hearth, gasping for air as you watch this uh, older... Actually, I'm not. Let me... Uh, <clears throat> I have an ending breath, so, like, it's fine. <laughs> Shut up, Tell him. No, No, it's true. I can literally <laughs> hold my breath for as long as I want. Vayu doesn't have to breathe. Fun fact. Okay, fair enough. So I'm gonna drown you now. You show up, not exhausted, not panting, perfectly fine. Perhaps glistening instead of sweating. <laughs> at the heart and hearth, and you watch as this older gnome has just closed the door behind her. Looks at you approaching. Shakes her head and just goes back to the house right in front of the forge. Doesn't say a just, single word to you. I just like wave past her and I'm like, nice to meet you. And then she I grabs go. her head when you shout that and begins <laughs> to walk a little farther faster. Bees my spirit animal. What a queen. Um I go inside. Is it locked? No, she didn't lock it. Yeah, okay, so I just I just go inside. As soon as they open the door, I'm like, I'm like, who is it now? Uh, oh. hey. Oh, okay, and like, I go and lock the door behind them. I came to say hi. Took you long enough. Hi. Alright, bye. <laughs> Good talking, man. <laughs> just... End session. Where have, you, where have you been? Well, didn't we agree to sunrise maybe i don't know uh not oh, really sure I'm, I'm kind of bad at uh being on time no so... you're, you're on time you're actually on time today i've just we've been up for a few hours now because kibbs doesn't sleep apparently oh see i'm like the opposite like i probably went to sleep i don't know a few hours ago i had quite the night let me tell you, you. Have a lot of energy right now i need you to go down um well <laughs> that's <laughs> Wait, no, what happened? 
Uh, so basically I just ran into the forest and I met this lady, uh, and then she threw lightning and fire at me, and then I learned how to, like, control the lightning and fire, and, uh, now I can do this. And I just, like, make a little flame. A little flame. Ooh. Wait, can you make, like, lightning too, then? Uh, uh, mm. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Where did this person come from? What's her name? Why does she know all this stuff? Uh, uh, well, she came from the sky. (gasps) Oh. Uh, Malachi! Guys. Yeah! Maybe Malachi knows her. Where is she now? Um, probably back in the sky. People, please. Malachi, can you do that? Can we, can we? No, I can't fire lightning out of my hands. No, I mean go back into the sky. People, can we focus for like two seconds? Oh, but listen, so I have something more important to tell you. Uh, and that's that. I think I'm on trial for murder. So, um, there's that. Malachi's eyes go wide and he just stares at you, then looks at the rest of the gang, sort of reconsidering his life choices. Uh, what, what do you mean you're on trial for murder? Well, so I got home last night before I went out into the forest with, like, the lightning lady and all that. I guess I should have gone in chronological order, but (laughs) I didn't. So, uh, this is a little more important. So I got home, and there were guards, and I think they were probably the same. I don't know if they were the same people, but, you know, the people that we saw, like, outside the gate, and then we were like, oh, that's not good. And then we just walked around, those people. Yeah, so I think they're, like... I'm making hand gestures and no one can see. Um, I think they're, like, you know, for the same purpose, which was essentially, hey, you tried to kill someone, and that's kind of illegal. So, that's fun. Uh, I don't know what to do. I'm a little scared. And that's where I am right now. So, how's everyone doing? (laughs) I think I'm supposed to go there with you. Oh? Evie told me I had to meet somebody. Gibbs, you forgot and... to mention this already? Well, let's focus on the not grenades. You have grenades? Don't don't no. don't don't ask about it. No no grenades. <laughs> sweet, sweet. Keep going. Um I forget the rest. So what did guards come to see you too? Yeah. And what did they say? Um <laughs> so, guards came to see both of you at your homes. Yes. To yeah. come this morning. They were probably looking for me too. Uh, yeah. I mean, probably. Oh yeah, because if you stayed here, I didn't. Then go you home. weren't at home. So maybe. All but I mean, us. you did heal them. Well, like I shot them, so. I know for a fact that I'm also in trouble because I healed the one man. But, I mean, to be fair, it's probably fine because, like Gibbs said, uh, I hit a guy in the head and you just, like, stopped him from dying, so... Well, we should probably go and appear. Where did... oh. what, do you, what do you expect us to do? Hide? We, oh. we live in this city. They're going to find us. You know, they know where we live. They know where I work. They're probably going to come here soon. That's fair. That's fair. What are we going to do? They need. They want to speak to us. We we need. You're you're supposed to meet them this morning, right? Uh. mm, Yeah. I just. uh, I don't remember what time it was. What? mm, Yeah. Well. Well. Why don't we just go and get it over with? I'll come with you. But what? What would happen to us? Yeah, here's the other issue, is that I didn't do anything wrong. I don't think any of us did anything wrong. And we need to plead our case in front of them. There's there's reason, there's law, and all these sort of, for a reason, and there's five countries that that are dictating this, and they need to figure out what we need to do. This has never happened before. If we do run away, then we'll seem extra guilty. Exactly, Gibbs. That's and fair. We're that's not fair. guilty. What we did was the right thing. We saved a child. Yeah. We saved their lives after we stopped them from murdering a child. We did You're everything right. we should have done. If anything happens to us, then I don't know what I don't know. But I don't think there will. 
I don't think Evie would let anything happen to us because she seemed kind of happy that I shot somebody. But I'm not sure about you, Bayou. You told Evie you shot somebody? (laughs) Why would you tell Evie you shot somebody? Well, because she's the one who told me that I could only use the gun to protect myself. And even though I wasn't technically protecting myself, although I guess I kind of was, I had to tell her. She's Evie. All right. Don't blame you for telling Evie. Um, you always told me I'm a bad liar, and now you get mad when I tell the truth? Pfft. Uh, you're not wrong. Double standard. <laughs> um, so, Bayou, I say I'll go with you because they're looking for me too, odds are. And Gibbs, we can stop by and leave you with Evie, or we can check and have Evie bring... You can come with us with Evie, because I'm sure she wants to be there too. She's your guardian. And what about Malachi? Malachi is going to stay here because the shop is closed. This is the safest place for him. No one knows where they, that he's here. And when we're done, That's we fair. can come back and talk to him. And he can sleep because he needs sleep. Because someone keeps waking him up. Give smiles. Malachi looks at the three of you and says, So you're all criminals? We're not criminals, Malachi. No! And apparently we saved so somebody. Aren't you a criminal too? What do you mean? Weren't you, you in, were in prison? Trespassing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's a criminal. <laughs> it's a crime. Oh, so we saved a criminal. Oh, good. Hey, it's not like I actually chose to trespass. Oh. Uh, well, you haven't. I don't know to... how you do that accidentally, but you haven't been explain. Can't explain what happened, so we cannot make any judgments. He pauses, okay. trying to think <laughs> about how to continue speaking while these bracelets I'm... are growing gold. I looked at Vayu like he's trying to figure out how to convey to us things without making these bracelets angry at him. Because they get mad and they hurt him. Oh, interesting. Things. Takes him a while to get something out. Also takes Russell Vayu, a while to figure Vayu out. just nods and it's like, same. And he just stops. He just like, <laughs> he's had his mouth open for a good long while trying to like figure out what to say. And then he just sort of sighs. And puts his hands down and just stares at the ground, which he's been sitting on for the past, like, hour. Couldn't think of anything? Nothing that seemed to work. Will you be okay if we leave you here for a little bit? Or a lot of bit. It's probably best that I stay here. I don't know where else I'd go. Yeah, I don't know where else you're going to go either. I'm in Cartage. Like, that's a dangerous place for me to be. Eh. (laughs) Not so much nowadays. Probably the best bet you have, honestly. Well, actually, Ragan is Ragan really Karthash. Ragan's kind of neutral territory. We don't say that. We want him to stay here. Well, he should stay here because someone's going to find him well, and probably kill him. <laughs> Wait, why has someone come to kill me? No! No, 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 no. Hey, Are you hey, about hey, the hey. copycat? The, what's the copycat? True, the copycat looking for it's you. It's the flesh morph. The, thing, the what? The thing that attacked us. Oh. With the spike that kept hurting us and making them turn into us, and when you oh no no trust me I recall I yeah. remember yeah you know the thing that happened last night a yeah. baby version of the copycat is called a copy kitten that's really good Gibbs it's really Thank good you. that's all I've been working on this morning <laughs> um, that's all we got today guys so <laughs> this is the whole episode right here. we need we we need to go we need to go we need to make an appearance. Malachi will be back. We'll bring food. Because I'm okay. hungry. I know you're hungry. Everyone's That's hungry. That's true. I, I'm pretty hungry. Vayu, no one cares about you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Vayu. Malachi looks at and says, Criminal to criminal? I think you need no new criminal friends. Who, to Vayu or me? Saying that to Vayu. Oh, me? Yeah. Yeah, no, they're they're really mean to me. I I met. Them I just I like pat his I pat his shoulder and I'm like, you're right. I met I them less better. than twenty four hours ago. I didn't say anything mean. Gibbs, you're perfect. Thank you. Gibbs is perfect. I know. All right, are we Gibbs ready? woke me up with a mini grenade this morning. You know what? You probably perfect. deserved it. I'm kidding. <laughs> you guys, the joke. You guys. It's a joke, Malachi. <laughs> Malachi's just sitting there with his mouth open, like... He's like... <laughs> Did they not have jokes 50 years ago? Never mind, let's go. Oh, 
And you guys just walk out with Malachi sitting there, like, mouth open, just, like, confused and hurt. Um, question for you. Do you lock the door behind you? Oh, yes. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna, like, put my back in, like, please don't touch anything you shouldn't be touching. I'm trusting you here. This is my place of work. Especially not any of the toy grenades. Okay, bye. Why are you leaving them in there? I'm taking the real ones. Oh my god, Gibbs. <laughs> so there are grenades. No. Gotcha. <laughs> Continue. So, you guys head out. I have an important question. Where are you going? Because from what I've heard so far, neither Gibbs nor Vayu actually <laughs> remember where they're supposed to be going. Gibbs will, Gibbs will probably want to go to Evie. We're going to go to Evie first. Yeah. Okay, wait. So... <laughs> Vayu, wait. <laughs> so, funny story. Um, So I was thinking, I think Vayu would want their mom. So, could like... Not to split the party again. <laughs> we just got back together. I know, but like, could Vayu like make a quick stop and be like, hey mom, time to go. And then be like, and then go, I don't know, we could meet back up at the orphanage. Or we can just go together, go, grab your mother, and then go grab Evie. Can we just yeah. do a little like time skip and be like, we're here. Evie and Vayu's mom is here. <laughs> so... We will do a very quick time skip. You head over to Fayu's house. You grab Freya, who seems very confused as to why you came from outside the house and not upstairs in your bedroom. <laughs> um, I, I just like she, pet her arm and I'm like, I'll explain later. <laughs> she doesn't really ask too many questions. Um, she does Love tell you, you which building you're going to, which is oh. the building of the five ambassadors. Um, Even Kyle knew that. Kyle knew that. I knew it was the ambassador's building. I remember you saying that. I knew there was Um, something about ambassadors. So she reminds you of that. And then you guys decide to go to the orphanage to pick up Evie. Um, Vayu stays outside at a reasonable difference. (laughs) Distance. (laughs) When you show up, uh, Gibbs walking through the front door, you can see Evie sort of pacing about and freaking out. Um, but as soon as she sees you, she immediately calms down. There's a short conversation between you two, um, and you basically she basically informs you that you're going to the building of the five ambassadors, and so that's where you're headed. Um, Holland, do you want to pick up a mother figure for yourself too? <laughs> Absolutely oh, not. Let's go grab Miss Higgins. <laughs> You guys start making your way towards the Ambassador's Building, um, which is more towards the western wall near the coast of Vergan. Um, and as you were heading there, you are intercepted by a guard um, wearing the full armor and everything and the colors of Vergan. He, she approaches you and says, Um, hello. Uh, I, I've been instructed to take you all to Captain Akira. They want to speak with you. Is Captain Akira at the Ambassador's building? No, they felt that it would be best to have this meeting at their office, just because... And the guard sort of leans in and says, There's some... They want you to get a head start on what's going to happen today. I... I don't know what you mean by a head start. Trust me, you're going to want to talk to him. Them? Them. Them. Thank you for correcting me. <laughs> Alright. I, I trust Akira. Lead that the goes for all of you. I, I figured. I speak, <laughs> for, the, you... I speak yeah. for the trees. At this point, Gibbs is definitely like showing more of their shy side and just staying close mm-hmm. to Holland. Vayu's just like quiet. Weirdly. Yeah. Just quiet. So you guys are led to the guard building, or at least where uh, Captain Akira Nakamura's office is. Is Eve and Freya still with us? Yep, Eve and Freya are still with you. Okay. Um, the reason why both of them are with you, or at least the reason that Eve has stated, is that Evie. as your 
Evie has stated is that <laughs> as your guardians, they are permitted to come with you. Um, Underage! Because <laughs> you're both babies. Um, so you guys head to the guard building where Captain Akira Nakamura's office is. And you eventually are led into it, led upstairs to their office. Um, the guard who was leading you gives a quick knock on the door. And then looks you all and says, Good luck with everything. And walks down the hallway. Um, Thank you. This door swings open, and you can see Captain Nakamura standing there. Um, the last time that you saw Captain Nakamura, Gibbs, and... Actually, no, I think only Holland saw Captain Nakamura. They yeah, were in I the temple. And they were wearing their entire outfit. They looked very prim and proper. Now they look like they haven't slept at all. In the past night. Um, Captain Nakamura has been wearing the same clothes for like 36 hours. <laughs> so same. Same, honestly. So tall. Captain Nakamura opens the door and looks at you all and says, It's good to see you all. Um, please, come in. Um, and Captain Nakamura takes a step back and waves you all into the room. Okay. Uh, I get go steps in and... into the room. Behind this room really? is a large office. Behind. There is a big oak table at the far center with the far wall covered in papers. There's a large window behind it. And there's a big leather chair for Captain Nakamura to sit on. You can see that there is rack of armor racks of armor and weapons in this room too, but most of them look like they're just for display and have never been touched. Um and Captain Nakamura walks in and takes a seat at this desk and gestures to a bunch of seats that have been laid out for all of you. I take a seat. Same. Gibbs stands on their seat. That's cute. Good. Fair. Fair. And Vayu just, like, crosses their arms and, like, hunches over, like, defensive. Evie and Freya also take a seat and sort of wait to see what happens. Um, is there anything you guys would like to do first? I'm just sitting there. Actually, Gibbs is going to sit down and kind of like fold their hands on top of their legs That's and sit cute. up really straight. I like to imagine Gibbs being like very business-like in this moment. More Captain. like a teacher's pet. <laughs> I love that. So Captain Nakamura leans forward and puts their elbows on the table and rests their head on top of their hands and looks over you all. Yesterday was a long day for all of us, it seems. After your incident in the alley with the three Hisharians, um, the five ambassadors were called together. You see, we've had issues in the past in Oregon. We've had thefts and other sort of issues, as you would know, Vayu. But yeah. never <laughs> something like this. We've never had an assault, an attempted murder, or anything like this. And before we talk about what's going on, I do want to say that I'm on your side. I don't believe that you all did anything wrong. I believe that you saved someone's life from three very dangerous men. But that doesn't change the fact that you acted illegally. The actions you took weren't technically legal. We're not a town in the middle of the country that has no defense. We have guards. We have people who are meant to defend us. What you did was take the law into your own hands, and unfortunately there are consequences for that. You have created a sort of imbalance within the town through your actions. As I've said, this sort of thing hasn't happened before, so it's up to the leaders to figure out what we should do. The five ambassadors have been talking for a long time throughout the night and just recently separated to take some rest. They're going to be getting back together very soon to let you know what their decision is. 
but in the time that they've been discussing, they've added a few charges to the list. And they pull out a long piece of paper and begin to read off of it. (laughs) The receipts. Against Vayu, there is a charge of assault, attempted murder, fleeing the scene of a crime, failure to report a crime, and aiding the escape of a known associate. For Gibbs, there is assault with a deadly weapon, aiding the escape of a known associate, and unregulated construction of weaponry. For Holland... (laughs) Gibbs hugs their bag to them a little closer. (laughs) For Holland, there are a few more. There is assault... Using magic upon a Hasharian, aiding the escape of a known associate, falsifying information for entry to Ragan, failure to disclose magical abilities to Hashar, and failure to disclose newborn heritage to Hashar. Now, these crimes are big. These are big charges, particularly for you, Holland. Gibbs raises their hand. Captain Akira nods their head. Gibbs. But Holland's the one who saved them. This is true, but... (sighs) Gibbs, when the Hasharians first came here, they don't... There was an issue because of how much magic there is in the town. And most of the Hasharians signed a deal that if they were to ever get sick were really injured, magic would not be used to save their lives. The man that Holland used magic on is one of these people. But then again, Holland was not trained to use magic because, to be honest, we weren't aware that Holland had magic. They've been serving as a consultant within the temple, but never actually casted anything, as far as we knew. But by casting magic upon someone to save their life, specifically a Sharian, they have broken the law. Now, if Holland had been of a higher rank, they, he would have been in much more trouble. But because he wasn't aware of this, and he wasn't aware of this waiver that they had signed, he's not in as much trouble as he could have been. He's... For example, not in as much trouble as, well, they pause for a moment. He's not in as much trouble as Elsie's mother is. Why is she in trouble? You brought in the halfling, correct? You brought in Mr. Doriak, and Elsie's mother was the first one to take care of him. What that means is that she didn't check to see if he was a Sharian. She didn't ask any questions. She just healed him. She used magic on a Hasharian patient without checking to make sure that they were were not Hasharian. She technically broke the laws and as such is facing the consequence. What? Well, that's dumb. What's going to happen to her? Well... Isabella is going to be sent back to Fosum. There's nothing we can do about that. That was the original penalty written for that law. Wait, do they even know what happened to Elsie? We haven't been able to find Elsie anywhere. Where is his mother? She's packing her things. Do we have time? Do I have time to go talk to her? She doesn't leave until tomorrow, so you do have time. But... I think we should be more focused on the issue at hand. No, I'm not focused on the issue at hand. I need to. Yeah, the issue at hand is dumb. When will the, when are the ambassadors meeting? In less than an hour. I brought you here so we could talk about the situation. Holland leaves. <laughs> Do you really leave? Holland leaves. Okay. Um, <laughs> go off. As you Gibbs leave, is just shocked. as you like get up and start to leave, Captain Nakamura stands up and says, "Holland, you need to sit down. You need to hear what the consequences they're planning are." I'll hear them in an hour. 
I don't. You're all you're doing right now, Akira, is making it worse for us because we're going to sit here and know what's going to happen. What do what do we need to prepare? Thank I appreciate your intentions. I do, but right now I need to speak to Isabella because she needs to know what happened to her son. They pause and look at you, and they cross their arms and say, "Fine." But before you go, you should know that they're planning on sending you back to Hashar. I figured. And he walks away. So are we all going to Hashar? Can I leave too? And Gibbs looks at Evie. Evie looks at you and just says, Gibbs, no you can't. Am I going to have to live with Emily again? She's really cranky. I don't want to go back. Well... We're not sure yet, Gibbs. Why don't we let Captain Akira speak, and they can tell us what's going to happen. Okay. Captain Akira looks at the both of you. The crimes that you have both committed are quite hefty, to say the least. You could... There's a plethora of punishments that could be delivered you could be sent to prison you could be sent back home you could be well in all technicalities killed we have five different nations in the same country trying to deal with each nation's laws for example Farolin has a law where you can duel a man and kill him and it's totally fine Vosum's more friendly they are more accepting and forgiving they show mercy more often, but we're navigating five different law sets and trying to find compromises for everything. So the current outcome is unknown, but the general punishment that's been given out to people is being sent back to your home country, sent away from Ragan. Your families can stay, but you yourself, the criminal, get sent back. For example, the three men that you fought and harmed, they're being sent back home, back to Hashar. Vi just goes like, good riddance. Captain Akira looks at you and says, I agree, but I don't believe that the four of you should be sent home. Or, well, three of you, since we haven't been able to find Elsie. I just, I, we didn't start this imbalance. You know that, right? I've been facing problems like this for years. It's the Hisharians that started it in the first place, and they're the ones that started to attack a girl. We just reciprocated. It's not... I just... Gibbs, like, brings their knees up and just starts, you know, like, hugging their knees, just in a little little ball. I understand that you're frustrated. I... I know. But, like I said, this is the first case of its kind. If we don't figure out what's going to happen, if if we let you off too easy, it sets a dangerous precedent. Not just for you, but for everyone in the town. For example, you all attacked first. The Hasharians never attacked until you started. They may have had weapons out, they may have made threats, but from what we've been told and what witnesses have said, your group attacked first. Sure, but if we had waited for them if we had waited for them to attack, someone would have died immediately. They would have killed her. We we couldn't have waited. We couldn't have gotten guards. There was nothing we could do except get them in that moment, and I don't know what else Vayu. I can tell you. Vayu, I know. I understand. I never said this was fair. I don't think it's fair. I'm on your side. I think that you should all be free. I believe that the Asharians are the ones who committed the crimes, not you. But it's not up to me. The ambassadors have to make the choice. I will get a vote as the captain of the guard, but they have to make the choice as to what your punishment will be. This isn't a trial. This isn't court case of showing evidence. This is merely them presenting what happened and having to decide what your punishment is. 
so I can't even argue for myself. You can. There is time for you to speak, but what it will change, I don't know. I've been arguing on your behalf for the past day. I asked, well, Keeper Nazar asked all of you to stay in the temple, but everyone was gone. I spoke with Holland, but everyone else disappeared. We searched for you all yesterday and couldn't find any of you within the town. Fine. Okay. Vaya just, like, slumps back down and crosses their arms again. Based off of last night and the discussions that were being held, there are three different camps of belief. There, well, four. One person, the Sharian, believes that you should all be sent back to your home countries. The Ambassador Devosum believes that you should all receive a full pardon, but these are the two extremes. In between, there is an ambassador who believes that you should be sent to jail for a period of time. That is the one who represents Zapal. And the ambassador to Carthage believes that you should all face a fine of a thousand gold. Each. I have 14.5 gold. <laughs> I have like three. <laughs> like I said, you made a good call, but... The laws are the laws. We can't change those overnight, and while I do think what you did was justified, you're not members of a hero's guild who can go around dispensing justice. You are citizens of the town. I understand that you did the right thing, I just... I can't stop this. I wanted you to go in knowing what would happen, and what the vote would be, but I can't... I can't help in any way but give my vote. Gibbs uh, hops off the chair and just silently goes over to Evie and holds up their arms. Evie easily picks you up and just holds you close. They wouldn't... They wouldn't send me back to where I was born, would they? No, you're adopted and your mother came from Ferolin, so you'd be sent back there. Okay. The only one that would be sent to Shar is, well, Holland. So the current plan is that in a few, probably 10 or 20 minutes, we'll be heading over to the ambassador's building to start the meeting. Um, I hope you all are ready. It won't be easy. I don't know what else I can do. You're not giving me many options. What would you like me to do? Uh, my I hands don't. are tied here. I don't know. I've tried just... for two years to keep this town in balance, to keep things in check, to make sure things that were judicial. But this is a little more than I thought would happen. I know. Uh, hi guys, it's Sam. Thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you liked it. Um, if you did, please, 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 please leave a review. Uh, Russ has been saying it all the time, how much he wants more reviews, so please... You know, just just write it, pretty please, for me. Okay. Anyway, we also have an artist spotlight for you. Oh man, I'm sorry. I'm tired. I'm a mess. Artist spotlight time. Let's let's just get right into it. Uh, so this episode's artist is Ray West, which I think is a great name, and I hope they live in California or something so I can say that they live all the Ray West of me. Because I live on the East Coast, and and California is way west of me, Ray west of I'm, I'm sorry, being tired makes me loopy. <laughs> anyway, Ray actually wrote a wonderful description for themselves, so I'm basically just gonna read what they wrote, because I'm lazy. 
to put it bluntly. Anyway, Ray is a freelance illustrator that specializes in watercolor and currently works in kidlit, which I'm guessing is the cool kid way of saying children's literature. Anyway, they are looking to create imagery to help teach the next generation important lessons on inclusion, kindness, and openness. Which, okay, so normally in these I always go and look at the R to be like, oh, this is something I think is really cool about it. But I think the biggest thing here with Ray is really the meaning behind what they're doing and how they're uh, trying hard to use their art in such an important kind of world-changing way. Uh, I know it's something that I am constantly looking to do with my own art and to see other people like Ray work towards that um, and use it to educate people and make the world a better place. I think that the that that is the most amazing thing you could ever do with your talent. And yes, Ray is super talented. Please check out their work um, because it's wonderful. But Ray, speaking to you directly, I just want to say what you're doing is amazing and I hope you continue to stick to it. But I do have another joke for you guys that I just thought of because that's just who I am. I'm a very funny person. So what did the SpongeBob villain say after checking out Ray's social media and seeing all of their wonderful work? Well, I don't know, Sam. What did the SpongeBob villain say? Well, he said, man, Ray. Get it? <laughs> like, man, Ray from SpongeBob, you know, the one in the memes. Because, like, man. Anyway, Ray's social media is in the description. Please check that out. Um, thanks for listening. Follow us. Review us. Share us with friends. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs>